0: This episode of the unofficial QuickBooks Accountants Podcast is sponsored by LiveFlow. Did you hear the news? LiveFlow just launched a new consolidation product. LiveFlow power user Beth Melcher of MoneyFit said that LiveFlow's consolidation is saving her team 15 to 20 minutes per client every week and eliminates the use of formulas. LiveFlow's automated multi-entity consolidation is simple to use. You can easily map multiple unmatching charts of accounts from multiple QuickBooks Online companies into one standardized report. And once it's set up, Liveflow works its magic, updating the consolidations automatically in real time. So you can focus on analysis using instantly updated data across entities. Liveflow can even consolidate financials that are in different currencies. And the possibilities don't stop there. Liveflow empowers you with flexible, powerful reporting tools to create customized dashboards that meet your specific needs, build executive presentations, cash flow forecasts, and more with just a few clicks. To stop grueling over manual consolidation reports and to get 25% off your first three months, be one of the first 10 listeners to head over to youcube.promo forward slash liveflow. That is uqb.promo forward slash L-I-V-E-F-L-O-W.
1: Welcome to the unofficial QuickBooks Accountants podcast. I am joined by my good friend, Alicia katz Pollock the original, the one and only QBO rock star, CEO and founder of Royal Y Solutions.
0: And I have the privilege of collaborating with Hector Garcia, CPA, the founder of Right Tool for QuickBooks.
1: And in this episode of the unofficial QuickBooks Accountants Podcast, we're gonna talk about what's going on with QuickBooks Online Reports. Alicia, what in the world is going on with QuickBooks Online Reports?
0: Literally Everything is going on with QuickBooks online reports. Um, Intuit is in the process of revising the back end of the software. And so one of the questions that people have had is, well, why are they working so hard to change the reports? And they're actually doing it because they've changed the programming. And they're working on making it more efficient and more speedy, but they had to regenerate the entire look and feel of the reports in order to take advantage of the new servers and hardware and programming and integrations and all of that. So they've been testing it out. I mean, you and I have been kind of playing with it for almost a year now, um, but they didn't really start rolling it out. And then it took so many people by surprise that everybody's instant reaction was, oh my God, it looks different. Oh, wait, I'm not used to it. I don't have time. I'm going back to the old one. And they're not actually taking the time to explore it and learn it and give into it the necessary feedback to make sure that they work well. I have a
1: couple couple of notes on this. So about two years ago, they started revamping quick uh, the customized reports in QuickBooks Online Advanced. So it, not a lot of people had visibility towards them. Accountants should have um, QBO Advanced and 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 consequently, they should have at least in their own QuickBooks Online accounting firms, whether they actively use it uh, with their clients or not, they, they should be playing with that. And they, they, we've had two years to play with that. Now, they... You know, Once the platform itself is stable, it's fast, it works generally well, uh, they started now adapting some of the regular reports to use the same platform Mm -hmm. that was being used in QuickBooks Online Advanced. And now the platform in, in itself, it's available across all versions of QuickBooks Online without the deep customizability that you would have in QuickBooks Online Advanced. So you only have sort of the viewing version of this new advanced platform. So what, what Intuit wants, what, what QuickBooks Online eventually wants is to have a single reporting platform. They don't want to have two. They don't want to have a classic mode and a modernized, whatever you want to call it, enhanced one. Same thing with invoices. Like they want to phase out the old invoices and go to the new invoices. QuickBooks wants to have, I mean, in theory, they want to have a single platform, a, a single screen uh, to sort of rule them all. The problem mm-hmm. is in the last three to four years, Uh, it's almost like Intuit hasn't decided what they want. So they release it in some files. They release it in other files. They make some customers default to the new one. They make some customers default to the old one. Some some reports have the ability to switch back and forth. Some do not. And it's just been a hot mess. And in the middle of this hot mess, Intuit didn't really identify, self-identify this whole thing to be chaotic. They said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to put a little sign on the reports page saying, After December 14th, some of your classic reports will no longer work, and you will only be able to see the new version of the reports. And there's a little link, and it gives you just like seven reports that are listed there. And people started freaking out. because Freaking out? Freaking out. You go into the Facebook groups, into Twitter. You go everywhere that that accountants chat because accountants are not the type of people that like changes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They don't like changes at the end of the year, December 15th. Of course, people are closing out. Uh, you know, financial I mean, statements, stuff what like account-
0: that. What accountants like about accounting is that there's a right place to put all of the numbers and there's a right answer and a wrong answer. So when you put any kind of flux in the system, uy, it gets really challenging.
1: Of course. of course. So they followed up with an email, they sent an email to all pro advisors. And the email said, again, just the same thing that was showing in QuickBooks Online, that uh, some reports will no longer be available after December 15th. So it was the first wave of like, Hate mail, I would say. <laughs> the, the second wave said, oh, by the way, um, after December 15th, we're going through a pretty aggressive move to start not just the six, seven reports that were listed, to shift all the reports that were classic, were not, is, are going to be in, in modern. And we're going to start phasing out all the classic versions of that. And we'll be, we will be finished with that complete face out on July of 2025. Okay, that was an email set. Very right. confusing. It's like, what the hell is going on? Uh, then we're like, okay, I guess if we have the classic reports until 2025, at least I can pull them and you don't face them out. I guess that's fine. Then they send a correction email saying, wait, we made a mistake. It's actually not July, 2025 it's July, 2024. And we're going to start this phase out, not in the middle of December. Sorry. We're going to do it in January at some point in January. So none of these communications have been good. None of them have helped. Everybody gets freaked out year-end and tax season, you cannot be taking things mm-hmm. out. And, and I, I I, had people from Intuit email me and contact me and ask me, Hector, what's the solution? I'm like, well, the solution is, first of all, you got to have the classic reports available and open forever until 51% of all your users are actively using it and not s- switching back to That's classic. That's a good idea. And even and even that 51% could be skewed because, you know, the vast majority of, of end users might not even know what they're looking at. They look at reports and they don't know what classic mode uh, um, is and they probably don't have any stakes, you know, in, in the game, whether they're looking at the report correctly or not, where accountants are different. Like the result of our work is the reports. The way we judge our work is the reports. So we're pulling reports every hour or so as we're working so we can monitor if what we're doing is done correctly. If the reports we're pulling take extra clicks to switch to classic or take extra click to uh, bring new filters or bring new new columns, sorry, or resize or scroll to the right and all these crazy issues that we're having with the reports, it's going to slow us down. It's going to freak us out. So the challenge that we have right now as we speak, we're recording this in the middle of December, is that the last communication we got is that Intuit's plan is to start phasing out classic reports into modern reports. On July of 2020 on January of 2024 through July of 2024. And in their mind, on July 2024, all the reports will be on modern reports. And then nobody's gonna want to go into classic reports. So that's exactly what's happening now and has the accounting community uh, freaking out. And we can get into some of the details, Alicia, on what's wrong or what's broken with the new reports, but I would love you to comment on like you know where we are now.
0: Well, so like I said, the the biggest problem that Intuit is having with this is that people aren't actually giving them the feedback for what's broken. They're just like, I don't like it. I'm out. And then going back to classic view and they kind of need your constructive opinion. So, you know, I could list the things right now that it doesn't do, but they are so heavily working on it that even if I told you right now what it does by the time we air this, some of those are going to be fixed. And so I don't want to be alarmist. For example, when they first started laying this out, the rows were really tall and wide with lots of white space and they had a line in between each one. And I I was like, no, that's not okay. And I suggested, you know, make them compact, get rid of all the extra space and get rid of the line in between them. And they did. And so now vertically, the reports are actually looking kind of nice. And then they made the, the dollar amounts colored. You know, blue if they're good, or red if they're negative. So the positives and neg- not good. Um, positives and negatives is what I meant to say. So there's some tools that help you in shading on the the subsections, and then they added a collapse, but you can't find it. it doesn't say expand and collapse. There's three little dots next to the t- the title name, which do allow it to expand and collapse. So they are taking the feedback. There's things that they need to fix. Like right now, the reports are so wide that um, people who have a mouse can't actually scroll. Like there's the scroll bar is missing. So like, you know, if you know, again, by the time we air this, that could have been fixed. Um, so there are some things that are deal breakers for being used. But, you know, one of the big problems I had was all dates. That there was no all date bill I like how do you do a PL broken up by year for all dates if you don't have an all dates option? And they listened. It's there now, as of just a couple of days ago. So I'm going to end my rant with: give them feedback, tell them what's broken. Don't just bail on them. This is inevitable. We are going here and on. Um, I'm going. I'll talk in a few minutes about the things that I do like about the reports because there are some things that are actually pretty cool about them. But yeah, you gotta- yeah no, no,
1: the, the, definitely, there's great things about it too. Like we, we have to, we, we we do need to recognize what works well, and that's that, that should give us hope to you know what what the future is going to look like. The old dates, what's was, was uh, it's, it's it's interesting. You know um, what I think, and my, my suspicion is. They never added all dates in there because it's more it's 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 more processing time for their I guess for their servers right and not having all dates well, first of all not have a default to all dates but not even having all dates as a very first option is gonna lower the overall sort of like uh, pressure on their servers as they're testing these servers and and or this service. Oh, I didn't think about it, it as a yeah.
0: testing thing, but that's not a well. It's still testing. <laughs> they're, they're,
1: like if 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 the majority of people are not using this as the, and, and, and depending on this as their default reporting option then it's it's still just a test so they added all dates if we reported we literally would have recorded this episode two days ago we would have been ranting about why we needed all dates so it's one of those weird things that okay we're talking about this stuff but we've we've been so loud about it the whole community that i think they're going to start working on at least on the most pressing things fairly quickly so definitely we want to appreciate the fact that they added all dates
0: This episode of the unofficial QuickBooks Accountants podcast is sponsored by Timesheets.com. You already know what Timesheets.com does, but today I'd like to talk about what Timesheets.com doesn't do, because sometimes that's just as important. For instance, Timesheets.com doesn't charge a base fee and only costs $5.50 per user, certainly not $8 or more. Also, Timesheets.com will never market to your clients, because they respect that private relationship. And Timesheets.com doesn't answer your support calls with an automated phone system, nor will they transfer you from person to person while you're pulling out your hair trying to close payroll on time. Those are just a few important things that Timesheets.com doesn't do. And right now, they are offering the unofficial QuickBooks Accountants podcast listeners two full years commission for each new client you refer, or two free months of service. Your choice. Head over to uqb.promo slash timesheets. That is uqb.promo forward slash t-i-m-e-s-h-e-e-t-s.
1: the second challenge here that um, Alicia mentioned is the reports being so wide that then the, the, you have to scroll to the right and to the left. And sometimes the the side scroller, it's like sort of like hidden in the bottom and you kind of have to like go try to find it, or or you have to use a trackpad to kind of, to go, to, to try to like scroll with the two fingers sideways. The, the challenge that this has is that the, these reports are very square, you know, like they, they, they all fit into grids, you know, like a like a spreadsheet, and because there's no um, resizable font, like you can't uh, make the font bigger or smaller, then if you have maybe nine or 10 columns and you don't have like an ultra wide monitor, the report itself is going to surpass the width of the columns. This is going to be especially true if you have the left navigation bar from QuickBooks Online open and especially even more true if you have right tool on the right hand side open you don't have that much space to look at so first power tip when you're going to look at a report you should probably collapse your left navigation bar and if you're using right tool you should collapse the right navigation bar because that's going to give you the most amount of space uh, you're definitely going to have to get very familiar with control plus and control minus on your keyboard um, or map it to the little like scroll bar on your mouse and you know be zooming in and zooming out when you get into reports because you can't help. Some reports have 10, 12, 13, 15 columns. And one of the major criticisms that QuickBooks has had, QuickBooks Online has had is that the funds in the reports were too small. So by default, when they build this new platform, they make the funds bigger, but with the unintended consequences of not having that, that space in there. So that's a challenge number one. Challenge number two is that there's actually no direct consistency in the order of the columns from the modernized version of the report versus mm-hmm. the uh, original version of the right. uh, classic view. So, like, one of the major complaints is that the, the date of the transaction is not defaulting to the, be the very first column. I don't know like who f- thinks about these things, but into it, if you're listening, always, all transactions, unless we want otherwise. The first column should always, always be a date. Be the because date. We're, we're, yeah. accounting is a very date-centric yeah. profession, like the, the dates are very, the dates create all the relevancy uh, for for the context of what the transactions mean. So, not having the date immediately there, or having to go scan it with your eyes to the right-hand side of the screen, or have to scroll to the right, or have to open a column to then physically change the order we, of it. Right. Yeah, it, that's too much. That that that's too much. Right. And, no, and while pretty- you're
0: Sorry to interrupt, but I'm going to predict that by the time this airs, they'll probably have made that the default because that's like the number one. In
1: some reports, they they won't, like there's no way that by the time this airs, they'll they'll catch all of them because that's not, that's very unlike Intuit to catch all the problems (laughs) that that quickly, right? Anyway, um, the other uh, part I want to address, you actually like the fact that some numbers were blue and some numbers were red. I actually like having red numbers, but... I could totally see a world where I don't like seeing blue numbers I just want to see black numbers. So like one of the challenges is that I can't default these to black numbers like I have to see them in blue. And in uh, this blue it's 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 a little fainted. So like if your eyesight is not super sharp or you don't have really really sh- you have a really sharp monitors well most colorblind people can see black in the first place probably not an issue anyway, but I mean, the color blindness is something to address the reds, different issue altogether, but the blue should be black and then you should have the option to make them blue or have an option to make them black. So I actually disagree of having the numbers being blue. I like the red part, but I don't like the blue. Fair. Now I can see how some people like it. The problem is you can't just change it on people and then assume people will like it, especially if they've been using QuickBooks for three, four, five, ten 10 years, and all of a sudden you're changing colors or I mean,
0: in the classic, you had the ability to change the colors, at least the negatives to red. So I would like to think that they're gonna bring that back as a setting option. Uh, that would be the appropriate thing to do is being able to turn on the colors. And I don't mind if it's defaulted to on so that people actually know that that setting is even there. That's okay with me. Um, so that's definitely exactly. something that they
1: can improve for sure. Exactly. So, um, so, something, so, something else worth mentioning, uh, Alicia, sorry, this, this was a really important one. Mm-hmm. And actually, I hadn't even realized the importance of this until one person brought it out. Is that on the face of the report, it's not telling you whether the report is cash or accrual. Mm-hmm. You have to open up. You have to open up a setting in the general options and then see where it is. That's a problem. It should okay? be for sure. It, it should be shown immediately because mm-hmm. again, yeah, I, I said QuickBooks is a very. I mean, um, accounting is a very date-centric activity. It's also very much a accrual versus cash basis activity. So the cash and accrual needs to be a toggle. That's sort
0: of outside of the settings. Yeah, I mean, I I run my company accrual based, but I report for taxes cash based, and so I need to be able to run the two reports side by side and see. Um, I'd like to actually take a minute and actually like talk about the things that I like about the new reporting. Uh, so- can we can we can we finish
1: of the broken things that are missing?
0: <laughs> oh, I don't know if you'll ever finish the things that are broken or missing, but absolutely, please. Well, okay,
1: the. For for custom reports, for, I mean so for, for um for classic reports, I can have the name of the report that I use for customizability settings be different than the title of the report mm-hmm. that prints out. I don't get that with this report, right. that's a problem because sometimes I'll use my own internal wording to save and customize the report, but I need the title to say something else for the user of the report. So that you, you can do that. Uh, you also can 't uh, add notes in the bottom like I want to say unaudited unverified yeah. and, you know internal use only I want to add notes uh to reports that's that 's a problem for me. The other problem is i can 't customize a report in my QuickBooks file. And copy and paste the URL to my clients the way I'm used to doing Mm -hmm. for years. And that was something you've
0: been training people on for
1: ages. It's like, right. Because it's very useful. It's very useful. Somebody will like, even in Facebook, somebody says, Hey, I'm looking for a report that says this, this and that. You know, I shouldn't have to like log in via Zoom or TeamViewer to that person's computer and walk them through clicking things. If I have QuickBooks open, I should be able to click two, three things, customize the report, and send that report to an entirely different user that's not within the organization of that Quick QuickBooks online file. Let- so right now, I can only I can only save and share a report. Within the users of that QuickBooks file that I' built I want to
0: actually add some context for the listeners. Um, for what Hector is talking about is that he pointed out a, a, a and i didn't I never saw it until he pointed it out that every report in the classic version of QuickBooks Online, all of the settings were actually in the URL. So every time you made a change to a report, the it would be in the bar across the top of your um, of your monitor. Or of your, I'm sorry, of your browser window. And what that allowed you to do was copy the link and and send it to somebody or bookmark it. And then that way you could have a bookmark on your browser that even as you switched from client to client to client, you would use that bookmark in the client and boom, you'd get that absolutely perfect report. And he's been able to leverage that in a lot of different ways with like folders full of bookmarks and in write tool. And I learned to copy those and send them to clients so they can see the report that I need. And i if i would I would really 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 hope that the new modern view will have that same ability because it was really useful and practical
1: exactly, and then also visually speaking and this is a this is a small one, but it's a big one it's it's hard to explain the font being used on the on the displayed report is different than the font that prints out okay now I'm not being picky, but i'm gonna get really nerdy on this you're using a non-serif font, a sans-serif font on the display and then a serif font on the print that that drives me crazy. First of all cuz I hate serif font. And like, I like I can't stand serif font because I'm from this century, not the century prior. <laughs> okay? And and why would you make a difference? So that's that drives me crazy. And and it's it's the new report the new has report is loaded with so many little things that drive people crazy such as that that just confirms the statement that this is not ready for, for prime time and this is not ready to be completely facing out the old reports to get the new ones.
0: This episode of the unofficial QuickBooks Accountants Podcast is sponsored by OnPay. OnPay with 30 plus years of payroll expertise is your ideal payroll partner. With OnPay, you can run your client's payroll, delegate it to your team or empower your clients to manage it themselves. In any case, OnPay handles all the tax payments and filings, even at the local level, at no extra cost. OnPay seamlessly integrates with QuickBooks Online and QuickBooks Desktop, offering you a payroll solution that fits your entire client base. Partnering with OnPay means you'll have access to dedicated partner support, account managers, and a direct support phone line. Their team of in-house payroll experts will do all the heavy lifting, from setting up your dashboard to adding your clients and their employees. They'll even enter any prior wages to make it easy to switch. Now, here's the exciting part. OnPay is offering an exclusive deal for accountants and bookkeepers. Enroll new clients by October 31st, 2023 to enjoy fee-free services until January 31st to 2024. That's potentially up to four months of free payroll services. To seize this incredible offer and to get up to four months of free payroll, head over to uqb.promo onpay. That's uqb.promo forward slash O-N-P-A-Y.
1: With that being said, there's so many things we love about the new reports, mm-hmm. about the modernized reports. And let's switch from the bad news to the good news. So Alicia, what's the good news? What do you like about the new reports?
0: So the good news and what I like about the reports is that you actually have more ability to filter, rearrange, and show the different columns that are in there. Um, and like Hector said, this stems from the abilities that you had in that they introduced to Advanced, which allowed you to literally cobbled together a report from multiple different tables all across QBO. Now, in the the non-advanced versions, you don't have that kind of customization, but the structure and layout of the tools are there. So I find that creating filters and multiple filters is more powerful and a little easier to use. Um, I like the groupings. I like the ability, especially my favorite part of it is in the columns, column, where you can turn on and off by clicking the eyeballs, the different fields that you see. And some of them could even be something that you're filtering on, but you don't actually need to see in the report. That's literally my favorite thing about this, is that I can use fields to filter and group and then not even display them in the columns by turning off the little eyeballs. And then you can pick them up and drag them around in the order that you want. And that's not new. Uh, but everything's over in the sidebar, and so it mimics other software that is where all of your settings are in the right-hand sidebar, and then you switch between the different tabs. I mean, that's in Microsoft products, and that's in Photoshop and in Adobe products, and so that's being adapted here, so it's kind of more like a universal approach. So those are some things that I do really appreciate about it.
1: Okay, well... Um, I'm going to agree with you a hundred percent. Uh, we might have to dedicate another episode to like the advanced version of these reports, because there's a lot more things like in the advanced side Pivot tables, uh, Yeah. So there's pivot tables, there's charts, there's the ability to pick any field from the transaction, pick linked fields. Um, you, you, you have information from multiple tables. I mean, it's really powerful stuff. That's, that's why the platform itself is worth looking at because at some point it's going to be the most powerful uh version of um of of reports in the market period Mm -hmm. uh but um but you know there's also so many little things that need to be fixed and changed before we can at least do it to run a pnl because like for example there is a a a modernized version of the pnl i think is the only summary type of report that's in there and the first thing that drives people crazy is you can't compare with a previous period now. I know that this is in development. The problem is that our clients, our work, our tax planning, the tax returns that we're doing—that's not in development. Okay, right. that's all happening. It's real, and there's a deadline, right? So
0: don't show us what you've done so far. <laughs> that's not going to help us. Make sure you've got it analogous first.
1: Right, and I think I think Intuit needs to pay people like Alicia, like myself, like they need to have a, a panel of maybe like twenty or thirty users that turn on this feature on demand, they're getting paid to do that, and they choose to 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 run the practice the way that they, they used to run the practice the last four or five years using QBO using the new reports, and then up, and then write down all the observations and go, look, this is where it slowed me down. This is where it didn't work. This is where I got stuck. This is where this happened. And then Intuit takes this information, develops the product even further, expands the amount of people that use it. You get more feedback, but it's probably less feedback. And then you get to the point where, you know, 98% of people are not giving you any negative feedback. Then at this point, you send the email that you're going to phase out the reports in a year, yeah. right? Not like tomorrow we're gonna start facing our reports, and like not so during
0: tax season, <laughs>
1: and not during end of the year tax season. And, and look, to be honest, anybody can make a case that any time is bad to make the change. So, like uh, on interest defense, you know they, they're gonna come back and say, "Look, I, again, doesn't matter which date we would have picked, someone would have would have complained about." It. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, if you were to send an email, let's say on March, and said. On 2026, we'll face them out. They'll complain that an email was sent in March. I mean, like, look, like people will find reasons to complain about stuff all the time. But the reality is that they're time crunching this too fast and they're trying to make a year-end, you know, goal or whatever with the with the fiscal year that ends in July. So it's no coincidence that it was July, right? But 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 that's what it is. So the the good news is both Alicia and I like where where this is going, where this is heading. Uh, we think this is gonna be better. We think accountants are gonna actually like this more than the old system, uh, because they'll be able to run things. I mean, the, the, the reports will be faster, more customizable. Uh, the plat the platform is better. Period. Like it's just a better platform, so they'll be able to add things to it. But you know, we 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 need some fundamental things to be yeah, to we be, gotta get used to, to it. be fixed.
0: And and I'm getting used to it. Yeah, I I've been used to it. Uh, uh, yeah. I've been talking about this over several different episodes, and you're probably going to hear this as a regular routine for me. But what Hector said about opt-in beta testing, I think, is really really crucial to the success of the company at this point because there's so many things changing all the time, and everybody's instant reaction is, "I don't have time for this," and they turn it off, and that's not constructive. Right. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna say it again, and I want everyone to flood that feedback and say, hey, Alicia's idea is great of bring back QuickBooks Labs and let us turn on the features we want to test so that we can give you intentional feedback. Then we're a part of the process and we're a a team member helping improve a product, not just being reactionary and yelling at into it.
1: And absolutely. And to everybody's defense. Nobody ever has time for anything, right? So right. <laughs> like, but, but, but you have to make the time to to learn a new skill, to learn how to use a system that's going to be better. We just have significant disagreements on whether or not you should be forced to do it on your time or you should be, a, be able to make the, the time on your own. And this is the one place that Intuit has failed, which they have not done comprehensive training on the new uh, report system. Uh, yeah, they'll teach a class, or like Alicia and I will teach a class at QuickBooks Connect or whatever. But we spend half the class talking about what's wrong with it because we (laughs) have to address it. So like, there hasn't been a systematic approach to getting accountants acclimated with the new system, and obviously now they feel it's been two, three years or whatever, and it's like, hey, people are not using it, and they think that hitting this thing with a blunt object by just like forcing people onto using it and then see what happens. Like you know, shoot first, ask questions later terrible approach. Right. And and this in the face of everything else that Intuit has done that's perceived or misperceived as a negative thing to the accounting profession, it does not help. You know, like you got QuickBooks Live, you got, you know, certain broken promises about things that we, we, we said we we're going to have, but we don't have. We have, you know, TurboTax sending emails to our employee saying, "Hey, do you want to work for Intuit and do taxes?" I mean, they got all these things <laughs> that people start freaking out, saying, "Hey, why is Intuit not being my partner?" And on top of that, you break the product—that's mm, you know, yeah, obviously no, it's sorry. not going to work. Yeah. So, so anyway, we'll end. Let's end in a good note, Alicia. I'll, I'll give you the last word for a good note.
0: Oh uh, yeah. So you know, like you just said, and uh, education around this is one of the most important things. I am going to be doing a class on the, on the new reporting engine coming out in March. So I'm giving it a little bit of time to settle out because if I do it now. It'll all be different. And at Scaling New Heights in June, I'm going to be doing two different reports classes, one on the basic fundamentals and then one on intermediate reports, which will pretty much be reporting in QuickBooks Online Advanced and all of those tools. So I'm pretty excited about those opportunities. So, you know, if you're having trouble making the making the change, you know, hit us up. We're happy to help everybody get used to the the new things and really focus on the benefits and be constructive about the drawbacks.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Alicia. And thank you, everybody. We'll see you in the next one. See you
0: in the next one. This podcast is independently operated and is not affiliated with or endorsed by QuickBooks or Intuit, Inc. Any reference to Intuit and QuickBooks products are made solely for the purpose of discussing the topics related to the company and
1: its software.